Press the what now? Huh? What? Hello, and welcome to Hidden Abyss. This is a 5th edition homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Tonight is episode 68, Customs. And with me are a bunch of awesome people, including Archbeth Hangout in chat, Ellie, Eo, Matt, Millie Hanging Out, Eric, and special guest, Will from Date Night Podcast, which is dnightpodcast.com. Yep, that's it. Yes, I welcome, have welcome. that open, so I made sure I got the right URL. Indeed, welcome. <laughs> yes, so it, it's a it's a great series. If you go to the page now, you will see that the featured arc is Crucial Goat. <laughs> As yeah. it should be. Which is even better than the name implies, and I say this as a DM. There are, I don't think the players, definitely not the characters, did not appreciate that arc as much as I did. <laughs> that was a fun one. Thank you. Yes. It was glorious. <laughs> Just a touch of fourth wall breaking in it, but oh, so wonderful. Uh, <laughs> Age so, is practicing goat sounds. This... <laughs> I love this game so much, and I am so glad that I get to play this every week with my friends. And with that's that... the free space on the bingo card. You are absolutely right, because I say that every game, sometimes more than once per game. But with that said, we did have a session last week where a lot took place. Unfortunately, no combat, so Eric was a little bored. Eric the character, not Eric the player, because of course he named his character after himself. But, you know, he's allowed. <laughs> but with that said, what happened? Okay, I got to be a quest giver! Okay, um, this is page time. You can talk. Fine, fine. Okay, so hi, I'm Paige. Hi, hi, hi. I didn't get to say that as often during the session that just happened because instead I was a gross gnome named Amy. But anyway, so the thing is, is that I'm Paige and this is Paige time. So last time we were, uh, well, not we, I was doing something else, but like um, Stabby Mom and Scary Lady and Eric and hi. So... <laughs> Anyway, so they were doing their thing, and they're like, pew, 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 and they were like looking for the dragon eyes, and they're like, pew, and like they controlled the dragons, and then Mr. Scary, do 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 do, violin dude came, and he was like, get the dragon control gem, I want them all, I'm Seno Kaiba, and I need all the blue eyes white dragons, no one else can have one, and Zeely's like, what? And he's like, I need all the blue eyes white dragons. Anyway, it's it's the control orbs, okay? I just made a connection. Um. Anyway, so... Um, and even I wouldn't dimension door into Tiamat's mouth, so I really don't know how he got those other orbs. Exactly. So the thing is, apparently, all the other orbs were inside of Tiamat's mouth, which, by the way, Paige remembers Tiamat. Don't ask how. So, um, that's actually canon. So, um, then, we are going to be... Um, they were going to do that, but then they were walking, and Kevin, this dude who's from everywhere and nowhere all at once, was like, Pew! in the castle. Mazir's castle was like, blah, 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 and it ate him, and he's like, blah, blah, and then, and then, and then, and then the, te- the castle's sentient? That was weird. That was weird. The castle's sentient, and it was like, the people who took over ever since Mazir's parents went away are terrible at their jobs. I refuse to do service with them any longer, and I therefore 
evict them. <laughs> and so they were kicked out and, you know, bad form and all of that. And then Mazir's like, womp. And all of a sudden they have a castle and they're like, cool, I guess I'm pretty fixing now. Weird being the fact that I am, you know, a magic being that everyone's terrified of, but, you know, pretty nifty. And so uh, that's pretty much what happened was the castle going, thou shalt get out of here before I kick thee out. And they were like, and Mazir's like, and now Mazir's in charge again. And Mazir's like, look at me. I'm on top of the world. Yeah, and they're still looking for that orb thingy, and, like, um, Zeely, who is, by the way, like, Paige has heard nothing but amazing stories about Zeely, and, like, Paige just wants to put in a good word, you know, in case, you know, you're ever looking for an adventure buddy, Paige is ready, ready and willing. Come <laughs> And, um, you know, just, I heard so many good things about kobolds. I heard they're just, like, Kinku, but with less feathers, and that just sounds amazing. And so, anyway, we, uh... Zeely is has the last orb, but doesn't want to give it up because I mean, like, why would you if you had an orb that could control dragons? But like, they have like a plan going on and a deal and the and yeah, that's um all I really listened to really though was the fact that Mazir now has a castle. I want a castle, Mazir. Why don't you share your castle with me? And that has been page recaps. I hear laughter from upstairs. So. I got some bad news. I accidentally didn't record any of that. Could you just say the whole thing again? Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, so moving forward. <laughs> uh, there is a little bit at the end. Zeely decided, you know what? I'm not giving you this Warp Dragon control. So instead, how about I use the fact that I'm a level 19 sorcerer and can cast Wish to help out your friend instead of doing this whole go for the MacGuffin thing, because I really don't want that person to have a fifth or a dragon control. They don't need the, the full collected set. So how about because you Because talk- that could only end badly. Okay, but let's be honest. The guy going after the whole set is legitimately just being a set of Kaiba about the blue-eyes white dragon. He's just a collector. Everyone knows that no, you have the full... No, have the blue eyes. Only I can. I will destroy your grandfather's car, Yugi. I really don't know how to react to that. I summon Blue Eyes White Dragon. I actually have never watched that show. I I just like how the screen caps from early episodes showed everyone looking like perfectly normal. Then you got this one person with blonde spiky hair with color in it. And which one is the protagonist? But moving forward, there are a group of beings that have appeared on the scene recently called Tritons. Uh, Think of them as aquatic paladins. And they are specifically on this world to fight the Kraken, which is great, but there's not enough of them to fight the Kraken. So they're trying to do it on their own. Zeely, well, specifically the Kobolds, had decided they were going to try to form an alliance with the Tritons so that they'd be working together as a group. They sent the wrong envoy. One could argue they sent the worst envoy. I would definitely say that that was the worst envoy. Yes, Chromo... Would definitely say that. So would Zeely. Both of them. Eos characters. So, yes. With that said, things need to kind of be patched up. And an alliance would still be good because Tritons actually have a bunch of strategies that are useful against things like Krakens. Plural. They've fought more than one in the past. But they're going to need to see a non-Kobold envoy. And as luck would have it, there are two charisma-based characters in this party. In that they have very high charisma scores. So 
the thought was, maybe you should go. Here's some caps of water breathing. Good luck. And you were teleported to a gnomish city that is near the Triton bases. And where we ended the last session, there were a bunch of pegatars, which that is exactly what it sounds like. Centaurs with wings that are dressed in armor with large spears. And they're all pointing their weapons at you. Yes, Archbeth, you are absolutely right. They are air ponies. <laughs> um, well, hello. We're the diplomatic group. I'm guessing nobody let you know we were coming. We were definitely not anticipating a diplomatic envoy. No. Also, you do not appear to resemble a diplomatic envoy. You appear to be a ragtag band of adventurers. That got hired to do diplomacy by a very strange kobold. Uh, Eric has never seen these type of beings before, so Eric would like to just look at around very curiously and kind of scope. Now, not trying to say I'm prying and, you know, being all up in the business or in the face, but very curious about their body, if you know what I mean. Very, he's looking very scientifically uh, as Eric does. One, they lift. <laughs> nice. Two, they lift off? Correct. Three, they look like they know what to do with that armor and weaponry of theirs. No, that's fine. I, I, I'm, I try not to be invasive. I just want to see everything that you have. I'm very fascinated about your being. This is Several this of is the spears that were quiz- pointed at the party in general are now pointing more towards Eric. Can you, can you tell him I'm not trying to be threatening? Threatening, no. Insulting, a little bit. Okay, fine. I'll back up. No problem. I don't want to do trouble. I'll, I'll, I'll back up around here. So... Apparently, you have not been told. The city is currently closed. No, we weren't told. No, apparently not. Uh, We are willing to give you a ride down to ground level, if that is amenable to you. Or you can leave the way you came. But the customs office is currently not accepting new applicants. Well, ground level is where we want to go, isn't it? Technically, you want to go below that. Oh, no, wait, we wanted want to, to... I didn't catch the last part of what you said. You want to go below ground level. You want to go into the bottom of the ocean. Yes. You know from the maps that you were shown by Zeely that the, the city that you're in, which is named Serene, used to be a flying city. It crash-landed on this island that is, is I think, Australia in size of uh, the island. And on either side of this island are straits that tritons have built fortifications in you've been asked to go to either one of those to try to open negotiations this city was just the closest spot to either one of those that had a teleportation portal is the city flying again i'm asking this in character no no it's not it hasn't flown in 15 years and thank you for bringing up a sore point as one of your opening statements so this awkward standoff continues for a little bit and eventually well, a, well, a gnome starts to shove themselves through between the pegatars. Uh, they are, in fact, wearing a tall, pointy red hat. I don't uh, think any of you has seen a gnome wearing a tall, pointy red hat before. Apparently, it's only worn for official occasions. Yes, out of the way, out of the way, out of the way. Okay, uh, so uh, what seems to be the problem? Did you tell them the city was closed? The city's closed. You, you, you told them that, right? Yes, we did. Okay, city's closed. Now, why are you here? We, um, we were sent to try to 
open negotiations with the Tritons. We were hoping to charter or a ship here to get there faster, but if that's not possible, then I think we would not have a problem just leaving and heading there on our own. Okay. Um, which one of you is going to speak for the party? Um, speak to whom? Uh, speak to this, and he pulls out a wand. Is... I'm sorry, um... What's that a wand of? Truth detection. Ah. It's standard issue. Fair enough. So let me just get on these protective gloves. And he pulls two very large looking, they look like the gloves that you would use if you were working in like a forge or something. He puts them on. They Actually, I have used gloves like this for electrical work. They go up past your elbows and they're a very thick leather that has like layers in between. And pull this on, and he pulls a, a mask over his face that is also made of leather. And he puts on a pair of goggles, and a, um, he pushes the, the pointy hat down a bit more on his head. So, I'm just going to... I have a few more concerns now. He pulls the mask down a little bit so he can speak better, and you can actually hear him. Uh, no offense, but uh, the last person that I used this on, it exploded in my hand. And that, that had never happened before. It was, it's only ever happened once in all my years, but it happened for that. So I just want to be very careful this time. Uh, we were all really shocked. I'm glad the kobold wasn't too angry about it. But uh, yeah, it was a thing. It happened. Uh, I speak for the party. The DM appreciates that people are adding two plus two together and getting a four. <laughs> With stuff that the party members right now wouldn't know. <laughs> All right, and he comes over, and he um, he stands over next to Mazir, and he looks up at Mazir, then looks down in his boots, and he clicks the heels together, and little scissor springs pop out of the bottom and raise him up to Mazir eye level. Very interesting. Sir, you have no idea how awesome gnomes are, clearly. I mean, we built a flying city, for crying out loud. No, 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 I've met very, very many of you. I'm okay with the gnomes, but uh, I just, your interactions are very interesting. Eric, um, I'm, I don't know how to say this. Perhaps you are not being the model of cultural sensitivity today. He's nicer than the kobold. All right. And he goes over and he points the wand at Mazir, right at Mazir's forehead, and says, What is your name? Mazir, Baroness Kavrin. All right. That's an older barony, but it checks out. What (laughs) is your quest? To speak to the Tritons on behalf of the kobold Zeli. Okay. <clears throat> Do you, at any time in the past, present, or future, have any or have made any attempts at harming any of the citizenry that live in, on, around, under, inside, or in alternate reality adjacent to Serene the Flying City? I think I left a sentence out there. Answer the question. It's possible, but it wasn't intentional, and let me rephrase that. If I did, it wasn't with, in- with the intent of harming Serene. You know what? It's good enough for me. All right. So, and he turns to one of the Pegatars. Okay, so, Captain, go ahead and give them a lift somewhere. Where? I don't know. They want to see the Tritons. Probably underwater. We have a map. We don't swim. That's okay. They probably do. If you can just point us out of the city, we'll be fine. There are multiple Pegatars that begin laughing. You do know where we are, right? Well, I'm told we're in Serene. Yes. I'm told Serene. Serene. The city that crashed in the orc lands, right. where the orcs are not what you have to worry about. I mean, the, you do have to worry about the orcs. Don't get me wrong. 
but they're not the main concern. There's also the zombies, and a different Pegatar speaks up, and the, the dinosaurs, zombies. and then a different Pegatar speaks up, and the zombie dinosaurs that have zombies in their mouths, so they spit zombies at you. Well, <laughs> I think, that sounds... I think I'm going to like this place a lot. <laughs> fascinating, and like something I should never mention to Salem. Give me a history check, out of curiosity. <laughs> Are we sure Zealand didn't invent the place? <laughs> okay, 18. with 18, you actually remember Zealand mentioning this on more than one occasion. He uh, took no, field he trips. already knows. Sorry, what did you say? He brought back an undead triceratops once. He named it Spot. Not Stacy? Right. No, Stacy's a T-Rex. <laughs> oh. Right. No, he's he's been here. <sighs> so if, if you're not going to do it, uh, we can put him in one of the dirigibles. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So, smash cut to, you are all riding in a blimp. An adamantine blimp? It is not adamantine. It is made of uh, more accessible materials. You have been told that the prototype was, in fact, made of adamantine. Uh, There were lead zeppelins, but this is an adamantine dirigible. (laughs) Gotcha. The lead zeppelins went over like a lead balloon. (laughs) What else would they do? Uh, Yeah, but you've been... It took about half a day... uh, Dirigibles are not known for being incredibly speedy, but very reliable depending on what you fill them with. You are not told what they filled it with. You are also told not to press any buttons or cast a wide variety of spells, most of which are fire-based. And you are to keep your hands and arms and legs within the ride at all times before it comes to a complete stop. But it has come to a complete stop. Is Looking- it, has it come to a complete stop where it's supposed to come to a complete stop? Uh, the gnome piloting it says, Yep. This is where we're supposed to be, according to that map you wrote. I mean, it's a little hazy. I mean, it, it was scribbled on there, but I mean, we're somewhere near the middle of that circle that's drawn. So, yeah. All right. Thank okay. you. We can take it from here. All right. Have fun. And um, so this dirigible has, it's got the cabin that you wrote in for the entire way. But if you go out the door to the side, there's a walkway that goes all the way around. There's a few ballistae that are mounted there. But... Otherwise, that what's that first step? It's a doozy. 20 feet down into water. We are... Oh, okay. Um, Bit of advice. If you've got a cap of water breathing, uh, put your hand on it after you put it on your head. Because you hit that water, it's going to get knocked right off. And I forgot to put it on my character sheet, so that's a good reminder that I currently... Yeah, I think we all forgot that one. <laughs> okay. Archbreath is asking about ladders or ropes. No, no, those aren't provided. You're basically asked to just walk the plank, except they haven't given you a plank. Well, I can probably help one other person down since I have the empty cloak, though probably not one of the people in armor, so I think that leaves Mazir. 20 feet is kind of a nice dive if you do a pencil dive. Just don't belly flop. Ulfgar does not wear armor either. Oh! But I am a little heavier than Mazir. (laughs) Am I rolling an athletics check or um, acrobatics? Just everyone give me a, a dexterity acrobatics check to see if you belly flop. And then we're going to cut to Rafferty. 21. You, oh, no. You swan dive. Oh, no. Athletics or and, acrobatics? And then do a somersault and they go into the water and there's a tiny little bloop. <laughs> Was it acro or athletics? Acro. Acro. Okay. And Mazir has used a point of inspiration to get a 10. To which not net minimum. one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the minimum I was asking for. 
because in that one you you would have hit in a perfect belly flop and just stayed on the surface for a little while while everyone winced. Various fish nearby would also wince. Oh hey, twenty one. You you do a very serviceable dive. Dwarfs aren't known for their swimming capabilities. <laughs> I would argue that as a dwarf who is not known for swimming capabilities, you do the traditional cannonball. Yes. <laughs> Born. <laughs> Eric says it's so glorious. And I'm assuming Bryn is choosing to. Water. <laughs> I'm assuming Bryn is choosing to have her magical cloak lower her down yeah. gently, so yeah. no rolls needed. I am one half floating in a trench coat, and <laughs> <laughs> that joke will never not be funny. Yeah. <laughs> when you get down to the surface, the cloak puts out one edge of it into the water, then pulls it up and shivers a little bit. Oh. Then goes up a little bit, and then goes all in at once because you know that's how you have to do it right. All right, so we're going to cut to Rafferty. Now, Rafferty, you're not from here. Nope. No, you are (laughs) not from here, and you're not from where you're from either, which is to say that you were found by the Tritons on another world, and they kind of took you in because you were helping them out, and they could help you out, and, you know, that was kind of nice, and uh, bad things happened where you were from. They took you on a little plane of water. You hung out with them there. They brought you here because, oh, hey, look, another Kraken. Hey, you want to fight a Kraken? Yeah. Of course. Okay. So you're here. And do you remember a while back, there was a kobold envoy that came in and there were some fighting words that were said and everyone was kind of you know on edge for a little while and then they left. And um, the situation here has not necessarily been good, one would say. Uh, the idea was that the Kraken's forces could be isolated with this particular fortress built where it is fortress is a very loose terminology for it but the the fortifications but what they've been doing is they've been sending small groups of things a lot of sahu again but also other sea creatures to attack the tritons and then using that as a diversion to send larger forces elsewhere so they haven't really been doing their job so much and you've been helping but you need more help pretty much at this point these Um, bagpipes only do so much And you can't oh, even make them no. produce flames like they're supposed to, because you're underwater. <laughs> Those are the best. They make good bubbles. bubbles down here, though. Good bubbles. Very good bubbles, yes. It does give away your location, though. You win some, you lose some. Very true. So one of the Tritons, who the DM is trying to look up his notes so he gets the names correct. The DM was in another tab. Chorus, who is not the highest-ranking Triton, in this group, but you know, they're up there. They're one of the captains is approaching you. And he says, Hey, so you're good with people, right? People like me that they do. So, uh, going to need to use your people skills. You need me play songs. If that'll help. Mostly don't, don't tell the others, but we'd really like if, uh, if, um, we didn't threaten to wipe out a, peaceful envoy again oh so soft and soft approach yeah and if there are anything as insulting and annoying as the last envoy that might be handy i think i may be able to help with this okay that's good grab your things okay i grab the backpack and bagpipes and drum i'm ready okay and you are escorted over to 
the edge of the fortifications where there are four individuals, a halfling in a trench coat, a dwarf dressed as a wizard, which is possibly the oddest thing you've ever seen, and you're in an underwater fortress fighting fish people, a tiefling, and, well, the, the human doesn't seem too out of the ordinary. They, they, they look like they lift. Good for them. <laughs> but it, that, that's the normal looking one. And they are currently surrounded by 50 tritons who are all pointing tridents at them. Seems to be happening a lot lately. Honestly, okay. I, I found it comfortable. If it's- I, I'm a little concerned. Um, I guess I'll, I'll walk up and try to overhear any conversation that might already be going on between the individuals. The, you've been with the Tritons long enough that while most people wouldn't pick up on this tell, it's very obvious that they're all standing there with their tridents very awkwardly. Like, don't really want to be here doing this. I'd rather be fighting, like, sea monsters and stuff, but instead I'm pointing a trident at a halfling in a trench coat. Join the army, they said. See the world, they said. I'd (laughs) rather be sailing. (laughs) What what kind of welcome is this to give to people who have come a long way? We can lower those things a a little bit. They are pointy. They might be dangerous. The only thing that's going to be dangerous is if I don't get some food sometime soon. I'm really hungry. We offered you sushi. But it moved. That's how you know it's fresh. Um... Culinary exchange aside, we have not come with the intent to cause trouble. We're here as negotiators to speak about mutual benefit. And uh, Chorus, the person who uh, brought Rafferty over, slaps Rafferty on the shoulder and says, Yes, wonderful. That's why Rafferty is here to speak to you. Right? Have fun, Rafferty. Look forward to hearing the wonderful work that you've done. Sure, I know exactly how to bring them into plan. As as you say this, you are speaking to Chorus's back. They're already swimming away. (laughs) I turn back around and look at the individuals in front of me and kind of size them up to try and determine if they are a threat. Give me an insight check. Okie dokie. With a 25, you have a lot (laughs) of insight. You could probably take on any of them one-on-one, but there's four of them. Mm Mm-hmm. You're not entirely sure that the armed guard that's surrounding you would be enough assistance because you know your capabilities and they're maybe on par with yours. Okay. Do they look, I I know they look like they are capable, but do they look like they are are threatening? The worst kind of threatening. They're a band of ragtag adventurers. Mm. On a mission of diplomacy. You see Eric right in <laughs> That always ends well, yes. That's, that's as dangerous as, as Eric sitting right now. He keeps on rubbing his tummy over his plate or, or his uh, chainmail armor. I say to the Tritons, uh, they are dangerous, uh, yes, but um, dangerous enough that uh, your Tritons will do no good. So you might as well lower them in hopes that that will make them happy. Um, We're not here to threaten you. We're here, we're here to help you. Right. We're this here. is what I am trying to explain. We cannot have conversation about you helping while my friends still have spears in your faces, right? That is no way I, to greet new individuals. I'm well, perfectly capable it. of... Don't worry. Um, we're perfectly capable of conducting diplomacy while um, under threat 
if need be. I'm okay. sorry, that sounded slightly less ominous in my head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so give me a persuasion check, Rafferty. Which one? Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh. I would say with advantage because Brim was trying to help, but that <laughs> I, I think Brin's helping both gave and took away the advantage. <laughs> That's a dirty 20. That's a dirty 20. So there, there's a bit more awkward standing or swimming rather because you're all underwater right now. And they sort of look at each other and then one of them lowers their trident a little bit. Then a few more do and they all kind of start swimming away to a point where they're they're keeping their distance, but trying to act like they're not keeping their distance. They're swimming casually. Okay. Which is like flying casually, except underwater. It's still three-dimensional. <laughs> it works. The, the, the one triton that seems to be like a foot taller than all the rest of them and covered in fur looks very uncomfortable. Do I know this triton? I, mean, I would be, too, if I was dealing with wet fur all the time. <laughs> it, it, it's a skin condition. <laughs> um. Well, let us uh, hear what is your um, suggestion, why it is you are here. We were um, hired by a member of the Circle of Tales as a party who was uninvolved in earlier, less successful negotiations. We're here to make amends. This is good. Um, I don't know who it is that they're that they should talk to for making amends? Like, am I, should I try and be getting them uh, in audience with someone? Or, um, or do I have uh, leeway to act on, uh, on that behalf? I'm not going to require a role for it. Your understanding is you've been given leeway for at least the opening negotiations because you're less likely to blow up when someone insults you and your entire heritage, which may have occurred recently from a kobold wearing a monocle, which is why we're here. Things are a little bit tense here, so just um, stay cool, yeah? But um, I think maybe you have had long travel. Perhaps we can um, have you join dinner or find you a place to stay. That sounds reasonable. And appreciated. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Well, Rafferty, I will say that you have uh, some quarters that have been graciously provided by the Tritons that Excellent. some... we can do laundry. <laughs> <laughs> it is easy to wash. It's not so easy to dry. Well, except inside your quarters because some uh, efforts have been made to make your quarters, at the very least, have... An above-water atmosphere, as opposed to 100% humidity. (laughs) We will go to a place where maybe you can um, dry out a bit. Also appreciated. And uh, I'll I'll walk in that direction. Okay, I'm not going to RP the whole trip over there, but you get there, you're able to go inside. Uh, Bryn's empty cloak shakes like a dog as soon as she's inside. Oh, no, digitation. It's okay. Everything is always wet. As much as they try to give me a dry place, it's fine. I lived a long time on boat. He's uh, used to it. Um, Fair enough. I will try to set them up as best I can with uh, the ability to go, you know, 
to a room or uh, and I'll start um, getting them some something to drink. Okay. Well, your quarters do have a, a collection of amenities. It took some explaining for them to understand what a stove is. <laughs> oh. And you kind of sort of have one, although some magic had be had to be applied to it because you can't vent that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it works as a stove, but don't lean up against it at any point because it doesn't turn off. It also <laughs> means that it is very warm and humid in here, not just humid. Uh, but you, you, you can... Like, there's space for everyone in here, but you wouldn't want to be quarantined in here. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Pe- they could they could get a long rest in here, but they wouldn't each have their own bedroom. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I guess I come back with some stuff and I ask, what is it um, that you are coming here to propose? Cooperation. In what endeavor? Against the Kraken. This is um, nice news to receive. What sort of help are you capable of um, providing? I believe that the representative of the Circle of Tales who hired us wishes to assist in the holding of the choke points that you've set up in. This is indeed welcome news. I believe we should uh, allow you to rest and recover and um, do any sprucing you may need to do, and um, we can take you before uh, perhaps our uh, generals or uh, to try and um, see how you could be best utilized. Thank you. I appreciate your consideration. You are welcome, but first we drink. Uh, what? type of alcoholic beverage would you have available for that uh some some ale that i would probably have had to have tried to make myself being as i don't imagine fish people drink that much on purpose (laughs) okay so basically you're serving the moonshine yes uh, it may cause blindness that's okay mazir can see even in magical darkness well, <laughs> well, I'm just looking for the food. I don't worry about the drink. I used to do that. Don't do that no more. Okay, I understand. I will uh, see what I can whip up in uh, a magic stove. That would be great. Thank you. It is and seafood. It's, it's seafood, but cooked. So. That's what I'm talking <laughs> Hey, see, we've been playing for close to an hour. What do you say we take a short break for stretching and refreshing actual real-life beverages, like this coffee cup in front of me? And when we come back... Things will escalate. Too late. The buttons have been pressed. You're doomed. But we didn't even open the book this session. I like that callback. People keep forgetting about the Book of Doom. <laughs> I don't. Well, no, it's your book. You're, you're the one person on the planet that can read that book without taking psychic damage. Yeah, true. So far as you know, there is another. You haven't met her. Oh, no. His name's Kevin. No. No, Kevin <laughs> would take psychic damage. Actually, oh my gosh, that would be the worst. 
Kevin is psychic damage. All the Kevins would take <laughs> all, psychic damage. All the Kevins would take. You could actually wipe out the Kevin verse. <laughs> oh, that that takes a lot of exposition to explain Kevin to Will. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that much time. <laughs> no one has that much time, including Kevin. <laughs> so, at this point, uh, you've all had a bite to eat, and some of us that means in game and out of game. Rafferty, is there anything that you want to propose? I mean, I don't know if you've ever yeah. read or not. Uh, yeah, I think um, I'll give them some quick advice before uh, proposing that we head off to see our chorus. But I'll just give them a few diplomatic tips, maybe, before we go. Um, that would be much so, appreciated. I don't know how much you know about um, Triton's... Um, one, don't just call them, like, you know, stinky fish people or stuff like that. They are not um, uh, too oh, forgiving no. of of slights. Um, uh, but uh, other than that, they are very accepting of those who are, um, particularly of those who have uh, resources at their disposal that can help them in their unending war against deep-sea nightmares. Um so showing uh, some uh, strength, uh, some ability to them would be helpful. Uh, what would be more helpful is if, you know, you happen to have a navy or something like that. Most adventurers do not. They come, they help us fight. They live, they die, and that is that. But if you have more to offer, put it forward quickly onto the table, and they will be keen to listen. Just be straightforward is the best, uh, I think, option with uh, these folks. I think we can do straightforward. If you are ready to go, I will take you to see um, one of the uh, generals overseeing defenses here at this particular fortification. Okay. So you head out, and exiting the sauna, that is Rafferty's domicile, into the much colder abyssal waters... Is kind of like walking into a walk-in freezer, but the walk-in freezer is the world. Well, your world right now. It's, it's a good time had by all. You enjoy it for the first few seconds. <laughs> but you are able to find Chorus, who at this point is leading a bunch of newer recruits through some drills. But he immediately turns to face you when he realizes that you're coming. We've made progress. Yes, I believe um, we have. These individuals have proposal uh, to provide us assistance that they would like to uh, give to you. Okay. How many troops? I, I think that we should negotiate the general arrangement before we get to the full specifics. There are people we'd need to talk to. Um, I don't know if Ulfgar prepared sending today. But first... We have been deputized by a representative of the Circle of Tales who would like to apologize for the earlier incidents and express that there are that she does wish to engage in cooperation. Uh, I'm. Not hearing a troop number. It's, uh, these individuals themselves, I know, are not a um, crack-in-destroying squadron, perhaps, but uh, 
they have their individual uh, things that they can bring to the table. Uh, they are pretty uh, capable individuals. Uh, so far as what they have to offer from other places, I suggest maybe they be forthright with what is a possibility of what they may be able to bring to help us, even if their own above-water diplomacy is more finicky than ours down here. Chorus takes that in, nods, then looks over the group and says, Sorry? Sorry, Chorus, go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll fill in after. How good are you at taking orders? As long as it's for common, we can do the order. But, all right, yes, we are capable of taking orders, but I'm... That's sorry, 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 sorry. I, I'm I'm trying to word things, and my brain is trying to shut down the lines of communication because, ugh, that's what happens during allergy time. I am um, I am not ultra verbal as a player at the moment. For some reason, you see wisps of pollen floating through the the ocean currents, <laughs> even here at the bottom of the ocean. <sighs> You know, taking orders aren't really a bad thing. I don't think we have any problem with with ourselves taking orders as long as it's good for the as long as it's for common purpose. Uh, you you try and look at the uh, 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 the paladins, for example, in my in my country of Plantain. We can rely on them for for that side as long as we can we can get them to a place where they can be comfortable on the water. Now we are surrounded by the by the the the. By the water on our island, so swimming is no problem with us. But breathing is the thing. So as long as we can get that go, you have our support. As far as how many we can get, we have a good band of army. I cannot give you a a specific number at this particular moment, but I know we have the portal and to get the people over, that be would be that would be easy. Chorus nods at this, and then he looks over at Rafferty and says, "You know, Woolen's not going to agree to anything without actual numbers." Yes, I understand it is hard to make plans on estimates. Um, But if they are willing to help us, I think it is worth spending extra effort to bring the people in and see for ourselves what they have to offer to us. Now, while you're having this conversation, uh, there are three of you in the party. Yes, three now (laughs) who have a passive perception of 20. (laughs) There are some DMs that get upset about it. <laughs> this DM relishes it because the DM doesn't have to wait for someone to make a roll and then say, oh, that's a poor roll. I guess I can't tell you about this thing that's going to happen. We're going to be here for another three sessions because you Let me give you a hint. Notice. I am not one of them. <laughs> Nor is Altar. <laughs> no. <laughs> But Mazir and Bryn, and now Rafferty, all three of you have a passive perception of 20. And this DM enjoys that immensely. Constant vigilance. (laughs) So things have not been standing still. For one, you're at the bottom of the ocean, so most things aren't standing, they're swimming. But also, things have not been swimming still, either. There's been constant movement, (laughs) troops doing drills and stuff, and people mending things that need to be mended and maintaining things and on patrol and stuff. But as you've been having this conversation, off in the distance, there were a few tritons that started swimming a bit faster, and then there were a few more that were swimming a bit faster. 
And now it is very obvious that an alarm is being sounded. Can we, may we pick this up afterwards? It seems that there is an incident occurring and I wouldn't want to take you or your recruits away from the response. On the contrary, this is a time for you to show your merit. I'm sorry, I rolled a five on my perception check and what the... I'm not joking, I rolled a five for Chorus. Oh no. Yeah, what the hell? Oh, no. Chorus's passive perception isn't. <laughs> Sounds like Eric and me. Mazir takes off in the direction of the, the I follow. swimming. Okay. I, I'll point it out to Chorus and Yeah. Swords out, folks. Him. Time to put our money where our mouths are. Okay. We have uh, biz- business to attend. Now, the fortifications that you're in are there's been an attempt to make it be somewhat three-dimensional all through this fortification are large spikes that have been positioned that go out in different directions. Imagine if you will, a fortress shaped like a sea and enemy. And on the outside of this, of, of the spiky bits, you see a few Sahuagin, which uh, Rafferty, you would recognize immediately. You fought them before the rest of this group. I don't think has had to deal with Sahuagin too much. It's the other group that's been fighting them constantly. Uh, we we fought the shark people in. Oh no, we did we fight the shark people? Oh, I'm muted. Uh, we didn't we encounter Zahuigan in Plantain? I'm not sure if those were Zahuigan proper. No, you, yeah. you fought um, Kuatoa. Basically, I described them as Murlocs. Oh, okay. Ah, uh... yeah, different fish people. These are are not friends, and they don't see Kenku as food. Well, actually, no, they do. They, they do see them as food, uh, but with them is also a very large shark. At first, you think it's two sharks. It's not two sharks. It's one shark with two heads. How about everyone rolls for initiative? Yeah, let's do this. Oh, fun. Uh, 12. 11 for me. Ulfgar has rolled high. 21. Oh, Ulfgar and I got the same roll. <laughs> and we have the same mm. initiative modifier. <laughs> Nine. You'll just, you'll just have to talk over each other. Yeah. <laughs> and I screwed up the combat tracker and put the wrong character in instead of putting in Rafferty. But I'll just try to remember that that character is, in fact, Rafferty, even though it looks completely different. <laughs> it has a different name. Okay, Bryn, you see a bunch of Sahuagin, a bunch of Tritons that are also going towards the Sahuagin, but that is that is definitely a two-headed shark, and something's riding its back. How far away is it? At this point, I would say it's about 90 feet away, but gaining. All right, this has... Range of thirty feet—that's not ideal. Uh, yes, um, Archbeth, you're absolutely right. It 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 has a giant space helmet on. Paige is riding on its back. It is in fact the space shark that Paige has been asking for for weeks. Wait, I have missed this step. I can use a bonus action to get thirty feet closer to it, which is still going to be. Um, fairly far away, and I only have a walking speed of 25 feet because of the short legs, but... And you don't have any magical items that adjust your swim speed. Your swim speed is half your walking speed. Oh. Yeah. The, the little helmet here doesn't help us swim. Well, it helps you swim in that you don't die. Yeah, we don't drown. And therefore, <laughs> you can swim. Otherwise, you're floating. That is helpful. But there's a person riding it. Definitely a person riding its back. They may have jumped over right. it at some point, but not currently. This has a range of 60 feet. All right. I will miss the step 30 feet closer to it. 
and I will attempt to cast a dominate person on the rider. Huh. Okay. What do I have to roll? Wisdom saving throw, DC 16. Oh, I'm very good. Would you accept a 13? I would not. Okay. Well, they feel like they have to accept that they rolled a 13. Well, um, so, um, what is it and what's going on with it? Uh, they are, they were, they may have been human at one point. They're not now. They are a follower of the Kraken. One would argue that they are a priest of the Kraken. They have a variety of spells available to them, and they are riding into battle, expecting to die, but expecting to take a lot of stuff with them. Well, the order I am going to give them is to take the shark that they are riding into battle with them. It, and that is my it's turn. More the, it's the other way around. <laughs> but you're, you're ordering them to attack the shark? Yes. Okay. All right. Ulfgar. Wait. The other way around? Well, the shark is riding them into battle? No. Um, Bryn said, have the Kraken Priest take the shark into battle. The shark is going where the shark wants to go. Oh. The priest is along for the ride. Yes. <laughs> he caught the first shark out of, uh, I don't know, Sharkville. Going my way? I am now. <laughs> Speaking of going your way, Ulfgar. Uh, all right. We have shark attack and something riding the shark, but... Uh, Bryn has dominated the rider. What else? What we have? What else we have out here? Uh, you have a wide variety of Sahuigan that might be there, technically, to add flavor to the encounter, because the DM has to explain what all the Tritons are doing during this battle instead of swarming this one two-headed shark and taking it out. Ah, okay. But you didn't hear me say that. Okay. Uh, all right. So Tritons and so allies are engaging the army, this or the attack force. Yeah, they are uh, engaged and have, have not set a date yet. Yeah. Well, I don't want to throw something out there that could damage allies. So, or potential allies. Um, then I'm going to armor up and we'll activate the arcane ward because I think most of what... Oh, wait. No, I do have one other spell I chose to memorize. How far away is it? Currently 90 feet, but it's swimming right for you. Oh, and it probably has a good swim speed. Um, it looks like it could probably go 50 feet in a single turn. Yeah. What's the range on your spell? 100. Oh. Uh, but I haven't tried this underwater before, so we're going to have some fun and see what it does. Uh, we're going to throw a lightning bolt at the shark. Um, <laughs> um, I hit points oh, for the win. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, you dominated the rider, right? So the shark is fair game. Lightning. We're underwater. Well, that depends on what. Uh, Ulfgar has never been underwater, so this is a time to experiment. <laughs> oh no oh no did I just hear Eric smack his desk this card? is amazing oh no oh no oh no oh no oh no well, the oh shark would no DC, DC 16 deck save let's see how bad this ha let's see how bad this goes awry what is the shark's dexterity Eric who is the only one of us who's in play is praying to the god Faraday right now <laughs> oh no I think I already gave you inspiration you did not I, already, I but I spent my inspiration okay well you got it back so, that's a 6 for its dexterity save woohoo so it'll take a full 27 points of electricity damage shocking it has no hair to stand on end uh, it is in fact smooth in every direction <laughs> I think cannot 
I, I think in real life, you actually, if you rub your hand against a shark's skin the wrong direction, it's very abrasive. Huh. No, sharks are smooth. Oh, I'm wrong then. For some reason, I thought their skin <laughs> no, was you're right. in one direction. Depends it's, on the shark. I, I'll, okay. I'll explain later. Okay. What a wonderful choreographed gif you found, Eric. <laughs> Clear. I, I don't think it works like that. Oh, no. Also, those <laughs> machines will not work like that. They're actually designed yeah. to not be able to, to send a charge unless you have them positioned correctly. Still funny. Oh, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> glorious. Okay. No one else takes damage from the lightning bolt. Yay. Oh, thank goodness. Magic reason, wins. For, yeah. It, it, for some <laughs> reason, it works just fine. Now, I was prepared for a wall of fire or something. That would have been fun to, to RP out. But moving forward, it is now time yep. for the Kraken Priest. They've been ordered to attack the shark that they're riding. They cast a spell, because of course they do. Roll a die. That's a nat 20. How dare you, Bryn? <laughs> uh, so they are casting a spell called Thunderous Touch. Actually, it's an action. It's not technically a spell. It does 5d10 thunder damage, but I crit. But nat. Ooh. And as is my custom, I am rolling crit damage in chat, because I always <laughs> do. 63 points of thunder damage to the shark they're riding. I say we recruit Kraken Priest. <laughs> he is recruited, but only for um, 54 more seconds. Then we hurry. Now, they only get to make their saves... When they, they get, get damaged. damaged. Correct. Thought so. Okay. Which is why I chose not to target the rider, instead his ride. So don't hit him until we've dealt with the shark. <laughs> okay. And there's an epic battle going on all around you with Tritons and Sahuigan doing cool duels and everything and swimming around and beheading each other left and right and cutting people in half. And epic music is playing in the background in the distance. Sirens. Eric. Sirens. Wonderful. Well, um, it's, it's not the bard's turn yet, or there might also be bagpipes. <laughs> How far is the shark now at this particular point in its uh, ascension toward us? Uh, well, you and the shark are going simultaneously. Yes. So it is at the start of your turn, it's 90 feet away. By the end of your turn, it'll be 40 feet. Uh, can't do it then. Okay. Um, let's see. So wonder, let's go. I don't, we don't have anything I can do at it right now. I'm just going to continue swimming uh, toward it. Uh, shield and uh, defensive position. Um it's going to be 40 feet away. Dagnabbit. Um, I'm just going to, for, for right now, just just for for myself, I'm going to cast a Shield of Faith on Bryn. Okay. Which will what? raise my AC by two? Correct. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, and then um, I'm going to end my... The DM will say that he was expecting the fight to be a lot harder, considering that there was going to be a... a priest casting spells from the back of the shark and there is a priest casting spells from the back priest of the shark <laughs> but perhaps not in the same direction the dm was expecting so this battle <laughs> it, it always goes sideways and i'm okay with this okay it is time for the shark to move it does in fact move closer so it is now 40 feet away from most of the group although bryn had jumped forward bryn how far did you jump forward you jumped forward 50 feet or 30 feet, and I jumped forward 30 feet so that I could cast the so spell with a range, range of 60 feet. Okay, so it is 10 feet away from you, and approaching uh, at speed. Ah, uh, oh dear. Yes. Well, 
both heads want a piece of you. This might be difficult for it to play out, or it, there might be a wish that's made. If it wishes to spin like a top, I will not try to dissuade it from this. No, the wish would be they see which head gets the larger piece. Ah, like wishbones. Very much like wishbones. I'm not a wishbren. Okay. Mazir. It's 40 feet away? Currently 40 feet away from you. How big is it? Uh, you would say, based on your estimate of its size, it, it's it's huge. I mean, you've seen wee sharks, and you've seen not-so-wee sharks. This one is huge. For the record, this is my first shark. <laughs> well, you're a dwarf. My first shark, too. The player understands that they are good eating, but the dwarf is like, ew. The next time you find a shark, you're going to be like, well, where's the other head? Yeah. <laughs> now, this is sushi I can eat. <laughs> I like how the, now this is his baseline for sharks. <laughs> right. <laughs> All sharks after this are ruined. Like, the one has one head. What's the point? That's like a shark, but with less heads. <laughs> <laughs> so help me, this needs to be a canon quote that happens later on at some point. <laughs> I... Hmm. Raum's not going to be a whole lot of help here. Should have made him a fish. Technically speaking, Raum would be dead. Well, that's true. Or hanging out in familiar space. Yeah. Can I have made, can I have made him a barracuda when we went underwater? You know, it took you a good half a day to get here, so I would allow both of you to have made whatever preparations you needed to make to turn your familiars into aquatic being so they they can be whatever aquatic being you would have wanted them to be so that they wouldn't have drowned immediately a fiendish seahorse neat so Rome is a barracuda now i am gonna swim half my movement toward the shark and then misty step the rest of the way there misty step to the water i am here for this yes in my head cannon is like an ink cloud yep <laughs> exactly for the briefest of moments mazir is the best squid <laughs> is she a squid or a kid. I'm a squid now. I'm a kid now. <laughs> the silence is intriguing. I'm looking up a, a. I was looking up a swim speed. Well, your swim and speed yes, is half I'm your going movement, to. So, sorry. Your swim speed is half your movement speed on land. So your swim speed is 15. Oh, so I'll do my full movement and then misty step. Okay. And plant my feet on the shark. Oh. All right, you use your boots, oh! your slippers, your spider climbing. You you are now a remora. Yes! And a teaching shaped remora. And then plant my sword on the shark. Yes! Of course you do. Sorry? Because of course you do. Now, one could argue that the shark is currently engaged with an opponent because a I certain I am going to make that argument. A certain halfling has dominated the shark's passenger. Mm-hmm. So one could argue that a certain warlock who has also taken many levels in rogue has a roll at advantage that therefore also allows for sneak attack damage. So that's a 27 to hit. That is a 27 You scroll again to see if you crit with the... Uh... I don't actually get advantage. Oh! Okay. I don't right. have pack tactics. I just don't yes. need... <laughs> I don't I'm need so advantage used to the kobold game. if there's an enemy I'm... adjacent to it. I am so used to the Cobalt game. I forgot how board. flanking yeah. worked for normal people. And the funny thing is, in the Cobalt game, I constantly forget about pack tactics. It's because it's the name of the show. It is because it's the name of the show. <laughs> for 28 damage. Okay. Noted. All right. Is that your turn? Uh, movement, bonus action, action, yes. Okay. 
At the end of your turn, it uses a legendary action. Ooh. Oh. Every creature within 60 feet of it must make a DC 16 dexterity saving throw. Oh, no, I'm not proficient in that. Within 60 feet of it? Yes. One would argue that since you are currently adhered to the shark, you are within 60 feet. I need to double check something. (gasps) 21! I succeeded! I think we all are within 60 feet of the shark. Yes. Uh, Oh, okay. By the way, the Kraken Priest got a second nat 20. (laughs) I did not succeed. Uh, I got a 19. I got a 13. Okay, you're all going to hate this damage. It's really high. You take If you failed the save, you take seven points of damage. <laughs> what was the DC? 20? 16. 16. Oh, 16. Okay, so yeah. if we failed the it, save, we took seven. It, the power of this attack is it happens to a wide area and not even yeah. on the creature's turn. By itself, it if, doesn't do a lot of damage to a single target. If what we kind of succeed, if we succeed do we take half damage? You take half damage. You're going to take three. Okay, I still need to make a concentration save. What what kind of attack was that? Um, it's a legendary action referred to as feed. But just... an 11 will make the concentration save since it's a DC of 10 or how much damage you took, whichever is higher, I believe. It's half the damage, so it has to be half, over 22. Uh, 22 or better uh, means the DC goes up. If it's less than 22, uh, doesn't matter. It's always a 10. Okay. Well, you were, you're asking a question? I answered it. No, Will was asking a question about the attack. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was uh, just somebody asking. Somebody was asking, I guess, like what type of damage it was? Yeah. Slashing. Okay. So he just he can bite us all. Yeah, pretty much. Goes into a feeding frenzy. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Hey, guess what my favorite rogue ability is? Evasion. Evasion. <laughs> <laughs> so, question about a dominate person, because I keep forgetting about the individual things for that. Does the Kraken Priest, because the Kraken Priest did take damage, do they get to make a save now? The Kraken Priest may now attempt another Wisdom Saving Throw, yes. Well, considering the last two rules I made for the Kraken Priest were 20s, that means he's used up all his 20s, right? Yeah. That's Uh, how it works? Yep. Uh, That is a 12. That will not (laughs) free him. (laughs) Duly noted. All right. Rafferty. Yeah, I will. I have a a cloak that gives me a, a swim speed, the cloak of the manta ray. Um, So I will use it to try and get maybe kind of up and at a diagonal away from the party a bit. So I'm not uh, bunched up. And I'll uh, swim about so that I've got this thing still within about... uh, I'd like to have the party still within about 60 feet. Okay. And I will cast Hex on the shark. um, And I will put it at disadvantage on strength checks with that. Okay. Something that big is probably pretty strong. You would guess that it probably has a strength on a scale of 1 to 20. It probably has a strength of about 21. Yeah, it's, it's big and ugly and strong. Then it's my kind of opponent. And Go get him, Ray. Um, then I will hit it with three beams of Eldritch Blast. Ooh, you got to put the slash in front of the R. Oops, my bad. All good. Most of us forget the R. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's a 15, an 11, and a 26. That's a nice okay. wide span. Two of those hit. Okay. Oh, this is hard to roll. I have historically not pressured anyone to roll one specific way or another. A lot of us are using sidekick, but many players use actual real dice because on Saturday nights they don't get lag. It's true. Okay. 
I will probably use those for the next attack since I can I can have those prepared a lot easier. But between okay. the force damage and the necrotic damage, that is uh, sixteen points. How do you want to do this? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, we still have his, we still have his rider to take care of. Yeah. I will just uh, send that hex into him so that the water around him darkens a bit, and I will pull my uh, I'll pull my hands up and shoot three beams toward him and just blast him out from under uh, the rider. And I don't know how that affects the spider climb, but just blast him um, back a little ways uh, between his heads. Mazir, for the time being, has shark skin soles on her slippers. <laughs> <laughs> and um as part of uh, an ability i have i can heal someone for one point because oh. i cast a first level spell so i will throw that at is it bryn who took i um, think i'm the only one who no wait we all took some damage but i well, no, not I'll, throw, I'll throw one point at bryn of, yeah uh, healing. Don't, don't worry about me and damage yeah and that will end my turn Good so, stuff. fun fact, Bryn is the party healer. It's true. <laughs> Such as she is. Yes. She, she. What she's been doing is casting false life on herself and then using, I forget the name of the spell off the top of my head, but I've had... What if transference? There have been oh, yeah. times where yep. the only person I did damage to was myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All my healing is real uh, dribs and drabs, like one point and things like that. But I'll I'll throw it around anyway. Okay, so, so I just I just do my best not to take damage. Well, I do my best to take all the damage. Yeah. Ulfgar <laughs> is in team. I don't want to take damage. Yeah, I I try to take some people's damage away if I can if they're close enough. I try to avoid taking damage from people who aren't me. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you're down one shark, but there is a Kraken priest that is still moving forward at a slightly reduced speed after the shark I... it was riding disintegrated underneath it. I would say that the Does Kraken the priest, Kraken is priest have a weapon. Uh, one could argue the Kraken priest is a weapon. <laughs> they do not appear Fair to be. Enough. They do not appear to be equipped with anything to go thwacky thwacky or stabby stabby. I. I'm going to make them swim towards Eric and do nothing for as long as I have control of them. You know, this raises some concerns for me. This Be this touches me so that the, the, what I feel right now is so much love. Because you sent them right towards Eric, and guess whose turn is next? <laughs> Mine? Yes, although they it's not their turn, so they can't move towards you yet. Yeah. But it is... It is Eric's turn at this point. How many of them ha have been lured, or is it just one person? It's just one dominated priest, who would actually be a very formidable opponent if they weren't dominated from a very low roll during the first round. Well, I think we should definitely uh, say hello. Uh, we do not want to oh. waste any Wait, of I'm the sorry. fun that has been... I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong spot in my initiative tracker. Um, Eric, I do want you to have your fun. But let's back up and cover some things, because since I was looking at the wrong place, we have reached the end of this 
initiative, it is Bryn's turn. Bryn can, in fact, order the Kraken Priest to go that direction. The Kraken Priest is going to go before you, which means the Kraken is going to... The Kraken... Not Kraken. Yeah. The Kraken shows up immediately. No! <laughs> <laughs> um, the Kraken Priest Let's is going to have their opportunity to use their movement speed to come over towards you. So you yes. are going to get that beautiful moment. But before that happens... Now, Bryn, is there anything else you want to do besides tell the Kraken Priest to go over and say hi to my nice paladin friend? I, um... If I... If I it's my initiative up, then what I'm going to do is use my action to take full control of him as he goes up okay. and ensure that he doesn't mm, get out of hand. The DM has some moral issues with this, but okay. Ulfgar, your turn. All right. Uh, our Kraken priests are current, most obvious, most powerful foe. Um, I'm going to try to swim, haha. As best as I can, uh, up to where Eric is. Now I only I can only go about ten feet uh, swimming since I have in, no real. <laughs> in my head, cannon, you're doggy paddling. Yeah, I don't do this so hot. So I don't know how how far ahead did Eric move. I I only used the thirty feet that I could. Um, okay, so and you only I, went about I, at that time. Correct, and I only cast and I then I cast. Uh, oh, I cast. You did. A, you uh, did. A, then I cast shield of faith shield on Bryn. Okay. That was all I did. Yeah. Eric hasn't have, had a chance to a, do what he loves best yet. I have a piece of equipment. I'm going to use my sash of travel to Misty Step closer up to where Eric is so that I can be near him when the priest comes to say hi because uh, I'm going to ready to do something when the priest comes to say hi. Okay. This is a lot less climatic than I was anticipating. Just, just putting this out here. I am ready to cast uh, Shocking Grasp on the priest. Uh, since the electricity seemed to be a problem for the shark, at least in, in theory, <laughs> uh, so we'll wait. To, we'll wait till he shows up, and after okay. Eric stabs him, st- does his stabby stabby or smashy smashy, I will cast shocking grasp at him uh, once Eric has done his business. Right. Well, the Kraken priest has a swim speed of thirty, so they are able to swim right up to Eric and Ulfgar, and they do in fact open their mouth and say. <laughs> Because, you know, underwater. Yeah, it happens. So, Ulfgar, I'm assuming you were holding your action for this exact moment? I was. I was waiting for Eric to go first. Um, well, Eric goes after you. But it's not his turn. He, yeah, he goes after me. Okay. So, let's try this. That is a whopping natural one. So, whoops. Oh, no. But I'm going to use my inspiration. I have it. Why Wise. not use it? <laughs> Wise, because the DM cannot let a shocking grasp Grasp that one, one underwater. Go, yeah, cast underwater. <laughs> go without incident. <laughs> That's better. That's a better 25. That'll hit. Yep. Uh, let's see. You accidentally shocking grasp on Eric That yeah. with all that shiny armor. <laughs> Especially as he's in metal armor. That's going to end badly. <laughs> well, it depends uh, on who you're I know talking about. I damage went up here. 3d8. And after the priest takes the 3d8, he will get another wisdom saving throw to try to break free from my control. All right. Uh, 17 electricity damage to the priest. That is a 17. All right. He breaks free. Okay. But they've already used their turn for this time. They have. So if they survive, they're going to be a little cross with you. Well, no, they're, they're a little cross right now, but they might have words. Those words might be the components for a spell. With that said, Eric... Okay, you guys can uh, take a nap now while I do my tax. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to hit or use the sword for an attack. That is going to be uh, compelled with a divine smite. Okay, first attack. Uh, 
We're going to roll inspiration because I rolled a 10. All right, that's an 18. An 18 will hit. Okay. Inspiration goes away. Uh, the initial damage will end up being uh, 12 points of damage plus the divine smite, which is going to be 2d8, 7, and 3. Uh, sorry, 6. So 12 plus 13, that's 23 damage total. The divine smite, this particular priest is lit. The, the Kraken priest is bloodied. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. We're going to go ahead and um, use our second attack, our second sword. Mazir, I don't think you're going to get a turn. Does oh, no. a 26 hurt? Yes. One could argue a 26 hurts. It also hits. Very good. <laughs> and the damage is going to be 12. No, no, I'm not doing 12 points of damage to the Eric. Indeed. Wrong button. Okay. The priest is still alive. Okay. He's so very badly make, stabbed. All right. To make sure it stays on me as a bonus act, I want to cast Compelled D- Duel. No, don't with... do that. No one else will be able to attack it. Uh... I played a character with that spell. Sorry. Uh, there was an incident where a fight became very long because my character was busy whacking at the intended fight for everybody, and everyone else went to fight random things in the giant battle. Fair point. Also, I don't think that... Uh, I'm metagaming here, but this is something that even Eric's low passive perception would pick up. You don't think the Kraken Priest is going to survive another six seconds. Okay, that's fine. I'll stop my combat. Okay. Uh, it is the two-headed shark's turn. It disperses a bit more. <laughs> it is now Mazir's turn. Oh, goody. Should I just ask how she wants to do this? <laughs> <laughs> This could go badly. Um, Murphy's how far is the will. priest from me? What's this? How far is the priest from me? Uh, well, you were both riding the shark at the time it was destroyed. So okay. at this point, the priest is... I'm going to say that you spent some time coasting because of the shark's speed. I'd say you're about 15 feet away. All right. I'm going to have Raoul the Barracuda use the help action, and I'm going to swim over and uh, shoot swords at it. Ooh, Barracuda. Oh, that's a crit. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We call it paste. I find that miss that the shark would have enjoyed had it lasted. (laughs) That's an attack with with your sword, right? Yeah. Okay. So looking at this, you have a plus five to hit. Well, not the plus five. Plus five for your damage. But you're rolling double the dice. Yeah. Don't roll. (laughs) <laughs> but I want to roll. You may roll. Go ahead, roll. But you don't have to. Roll. But you may. Because it's always fun to see what the rogue does. <laughs> yeah, that's a number. <laughs> Sneak attack damage that's added in there. That's a high number. Yeah. That is... That's actually kind of low. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a lot of twos and ones in there. It's yeah, still 36 right. points of damage. So Yeah, more than enough. <laughs> might I suggest that... How you want to do this involves, at some point in the process, the water being chummed. <laughs> Don't breathe that. How do you want to do this? Come up behind him, hand on his shoulder, sword through his back and out through his chest. Okay. Wolfgar leans over to Eric and says, we were the distraction. <laughs> it's an honor. <laughs> okay. At this point, the next person in the initiative order, if I remember correctly, is 
Rafferty. Uh, Rafferty, you have a passive perception of 20, so you notice something. Now, there's still Sahuigan all over the place. There's still Tritons all over the place. It looks like the battle is wrapping up, which is good. And it looks like your side is winning again because your side always wins. It, this has been a battle of attrition. And you know from previous experience that this, just like Eric and Ulfgar were the distraction in this final confrontation right here, uh, this whole battle was a distraction. There's probably a large number of Sahuigan at the other fortification that have now gone wherever they want to go without being messed with. This mm. is usually where things would be wrapped up, mopped up, and then you take a break and wait for the next attack. But you see something approaching with your passive perception of 20, a large, inky, black mass. And at first, it's just that, like a cloud that is moving on its own oh, power. No. But every now and then, because it's moving so fast that it occasionally moves faster than the water it is fouling, Parts of it peek out, and I am copy-pasting it into Discord chat so you can see it. Oh, it is oh, not, in fact, the no. GIF that Eric has posted. It's something else. <laughs> yeah. you, see a, you see a small girl smiling evilly, which, which would probably be the scariest thing ever if a small girl showed up at the bottom of the ocean and just started smiling at you. I'd be concerned, no, that's too. that's me. <laughs> that's Eric in the back of his mind. His heart is filled with joy right now. Okay, so the creature you see has the head of a toothy fish, but a serpentine-like body with two appendages that end in nasty curved hooks and scales and spikes and fins all over it. And to quote a line in South Park, it's coming right for you. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end it for this evening. No! Oh, I can okay. do another hour! I can do another hour! <laughs> Yes, but we've been playing for over two. Tis chump chain. Very cool. And somehow I just closed Discord, but I'm still talking to all of you. Because <laughs> you didn't quit Discord. True, but, and I didn't close Discord on purpose. Never mind. I was trying to X out of the image that was zoomed in. Uh, so, thank you everyone for playing. Thank you everyone for listening. Tonight has been an awesome game with a bunch of awesome people. And now it is opening additional Discord windows in Firefox. Oh, no. It's, everything's broken. This is fine. So let's go through a few quick plugs. Uh, first of all, thank you, Will, for joining in the fun with us. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thanks, Will. You are thank welcome you, back Crash. whenever. It has um, been very fun to play. And the party might very much appreciate if you also attended the next time we have a session, just because um, this thing has a bit higher of a CR than a two-headed shark. <laughs> Indeed, and I've got a I've got a hex already up that ha I need to move over there when we start next time. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Forgot about the hex, which is weird because that was only six seconds ago. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> if you think Will is awesome as I do, you should probably check out the podcast that he does with his family because that's super awesome. And that is datenightpodcast.com D eight the number eight nightpodcast.com uh, learn all about why goats are crucial and <laughs> and why it is a disruption and a sign of chaos to make fish point east, west, or north and south yes, they must point in cardinal directions <laughs> <laughs> and well, I couldn't have done a better pitch so thank you I appreciate I, I, it, I hope I'll be back next session uh, you are definitely welcome now I think next week we're doing a Mutants and Mastermind session 
Right. That, is, that is my plan. Uh, and as of right now, that is still uh, still solid. Um, I, I'm waiting to hear how things go for work uh, since I may be going into the office. My county is going from green to or from red to yellow. And there may be other things that require being done. So it is still solid on my book, but we will still have to wait and see if something happens, if something changes. Good luck. Yeah. All right. Uh, but the week after that, we will be continuing this particular bit of combat. So yeah. other plugs. Uh, there is an entire social network that is distributed. It's called Mastodon. It's pretty awesome. And Ellie runs one of the instances for that. That's elec.xyz. Many of us have accounts on elec.xyz and on a few other places as well. Uh, our social information is available in the show notes. Well, there's a link to the cast page and you can find all those details there. Eric will stream on occasion at twitch.tv slash untamedsyn. That's S-Y-N. Minecraft Dungeons will be the next one. Ooh, Minecraft Dungeons. It's Diablo, but Minecraft, but Diablo. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Gaming. Help us keep the lights on because server space is unfortunately not free. Uh, it's free as in copyright. Wait, no, that's, that doesn't work that well. Um, so patreon.com slash Gaming, and you can check out all of our episodes they show up whether or not they've been put on the Patreon. They are put out for everybody on aaronbsmith.com slash cogwheel. That's where you can subscribe to all the various podcasts that we do. So until next time, this is Crash saying, The Kraken Priest has become a fine red mist. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.